<laughs> this is just winging it. We are live with you right now on Facebook. Um, that just made my day. Just hearing the song. That's it's so brings, cool. There's an energy. I feel like a fan. Yeah, I'm there's like, an energy oh, man. that comes. Um, this will be our most narcissistic episode ever. <laughs> Which we're is literally something. Playing, we're li- we're literally playing our own theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, While John. we talk, I am so confused. Um, I have I have the window of us talking over here. I have your local audio coming through. I have myself yeah. talking, and then I have this theme song playing. And I don't even know which of me is real anymore. But I don't I know think either. What talking now is I think this is this is me. I'm Patrick Green. I'm John Abdullah. And this is and our 100th episode, John. 100th episode of Just Winging It. You see that? Just, I'm wearing my. Uh, just winging it shirt last seen on our live episode um, back in 1998, I believe. Something it was, like that. Was it two years? That was two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I it feel two, like life now is, is pre-pandemic and and I guess we're still in pandemic and then there will be post-pandemic. Um, and, you know, that's pretty much, I think the, the, the years are just going to start over. I feel this. like it's not even pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. I feel like every day, Day is a new fucking decade that we are living through. The amount of stuff that is happening is so bizarre and intense and confusing and disorienting that like time, which was already very hard to gauge for me as we've talked about. We had, a, we had a, at least two episodes on this topic. At um, least two. At least two. Who knows? Time is like, which has always been a little bit elusive, I think, for us to talk about, is even weirder now because it feels like it's both compressed and elongated to the point of obliteration. Like, I have no clue. We were talking before we started recording. About, we or I was like, we, were, <laughs> we, we actually do like each other in real life, too. <laughs> we do. We occasionally talk. I was like, John, was Luke born when we started this podcast because I couldn't remember. You reminded me that he he was, but he wasn't born when we did the pilot for it, which right. was four four years ago now, I guess. It's four how long? <laughs> you know, I what felt, I'm saying. What is going it, on? It felt that long to me as well, but I think it's actually been two and a half years. No way. Yeah, I know. It's only two 20, and a half years. According to the the Apple podcast, it says it says uh Sorry, I can't get over the fact that I said the Apple podcast. I'm just imagining the, like an apple that's spilling out podcasts. Yeah, and it's like, I am the podcast just apple. Take a, bite, take a bite out of a podcast apple. So it said 2018, believe it or not. That's, that is, that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't care if that's actually the truth. That's bullshit, John. It's bullshit. Because there's no way that was two and a half years ago. In my head, that was at least 355 years ago at this point. I, yeah, it's close. But you're, you're totally right. The insanity of the moment. Um, I mean, take a step back for a minute and remember, like, this whole show is about just winging it. And when we got into this, we already felt like our lives were pretty wild, right? As, mm-hmm. as two young dads cleaning up a lot of poop, a lot of mess. Um, and, you know, now, can you just imagine, like, what were we doing then? We, we had the most organized, tidy, little comfortable lives then. I think, I think, you know, Mike and I talk about this quite a bit when we see things pop up on our, you know, memories feed or something or on time yeah. hop. And it says like, look at what you were talking about like seven years ago or 10 years ago, you know? And, um, and it's always, we're always like, Oh, I'm so tired. I had to get up at 10 today to like make it to like the gym on time. And like, <laughs> and, now, and, and then, so when we had kids, we were like, who were those people who were complaining about that? Right, it's right. un- unbelievable to me. And now I look back at myself just a year ago and I'm like, 
who was that person too? Because I had no idea. There are things in my like, you know, chat history at work that were from February that I like, I just like a thread came up the other day with, with me typing something out in like February 26th or something. And I look back at that person typing that out. And I think you have no idea what is coming and how bizarre this is going to be and how normalized it will be by the point we're recording our hundredth episode. Because, you know, for example, Henry in the morning when he goes to preschool, like picks out the masks that he wants without anybody having to ask him to do it. He like gets it all set on his own. He gets his backpack. When he comes home, we don't have to tell him to, to sanitize stuff because he just comes in, takes the mask off, puts it in the sanitizing pile for the laundry, changes his clothes, How puts the sanitizer on. How fucking bonkers is that? And he's a f- almost four-year-old. He'll be four in a week, actually. It's pretty cool. Who um, would have ever crazy. imagined? And, and by the way, I'm imagining Henry in the morning just going into like a walk-in closet with all of his like collared shirts <laughs> on the top and his, got his coffee. You know, pleated pants. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, yes. um, you know, he's a connoisseur of uh, clothing. He um, is. So <laughs> it's true, my friend. I don't know how it happened, but here we are in our 100th episode um, it's, we made it's, it. we made it. We did in fact make it. The thing I mean, that we survived is, long enough is what I'm saying. I don't even mean like our show made it. I mean, like we're still on the earth and we haven't just blown up into space yet, which is, I think in itself kind of like something to celebrate. It's an achievement. Yeah. The turds are floating all around us, but we're still here. Yeah. Um, yeah. the other co- crazy thing about this with time and, and where we're headed is, um, there is a scenario in which we look back at this moment and say, man, we had it good then. I don't. I don't even want to think about that. I don't even. There, there are the timeline we're on is so <laughs> intense already. That I know. It, it, I'm just I know saying that it's not even the it's, end game. Like I know it will get worse than this. I can't. It doesn't can't have to. I mean, you know, it might. But it doesn't it feel like it at this point? I don't know. I don't. It know. feels like it's probably gonna. So let's let's enjoy this moment with all of you. Those of you joining, thank you, Paul Wright, for commenting. Big 100. Whoopee! I'm watching. We're watching your comments. Um, we're going to play some comments. We got some great, uh, listener feedback on some of the, your favorite moments, um, in the history of this show. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite moments. Um, so what do you think? Are, are, should we just jump into it or should we chat a little bit about how life is going right to, now? Yeah, let's do a quick check-in because I do have something now that is coming up, uh, Go that for I'm it. thinking. I, I'm already aware at this point. I'm waving yeah. an apple around. I don't know. This is the podcast apple, actually. Everybody can see this is the podcast apple. I'm, I'm uh, feeling in this moment on Friday, October 2nd, that uh, I will look back on this week as also the end of something comparatively easy because starting on Monday morning, the incredible Micah will be a, officially an employed nurse reporting to work. Wow. Quite Good a bit. Good for Micah. Like a very intense full time schedule. That's amazing. Just amazing and, and scary. <laughs> and I'm just and I and you know so I'm trying to figure out you know we the first week schedule we've kind of got figured out so that um, I can be working for at least a good chunk of the day and then kind of space hours out a little bit and still get the amount done that I need to get done for the week. Um, with my parents helping to supplement you know for a couple of hours, especially with just picking up Henry from school and things like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm uh, looking now, the next week already has a different schedule and I'm like, oh my God, we have to figure that one out too. Like this is going to be an ongoing crazy, crazy time, which you have been living through already to a degree because of Bethany going into work during this whole thing. Yeah, but I mean, deal with that yet. the whole thing, it's just bonkers. There, and there's no good scenario out there. I know, I know people, there's just so many different... Um, you know, coping mechanisms for this moment and how people are structuring their kids' school now. Um, some are fully remote. 
there are pods, you know, that they're sending their kids into space and then they're, they're doing remote learning there, which I think is a great idea. I think it's great. Especially if you um, get past the shit you got to wade through. That's yeah, exactly. A it, it's a good move. It's a good yeah. move. And then when the planet, you know, evaporates, um, that's, that's how global warming works, right? It's just going to evaporate. I think that's the end game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> when that happens, the kids will just be in their pods learning, you know, it's great. It's um, just great. They'll float around forever. I mean, that's, that's, that's science right there, you know? So there's that. Um, there's the like half and half model, which I think a lot of people are in, right? Where there's some days remote and some days yep. there. Um, for us, you know, we've we've had now two weeks of this where um, Grace first had her in school and then a week of of, of doing remote. Um, and it I, it's just it is what it is. Like I can't say it's good or bad. It's just it's fine. You know, the, yeah. Grace is is doing fine. You know, thankfully, um, just going with the flow. And from what I've seen. And, and other parents I've talked to, like kids are just going with the flow because that's what they do, mm-hmm. you know? And it's us parents that are just like, you know, growing more gray hair and, and eating the stress and all that. And um, I think part of it's because the, the, the kids are going with the flow because the flow was going in the first place and that's sort of the direction that they're headed in. But a lot of the time the flow has to be determined or corralled or shored up by us on the other side of it, trying to figure out like how the hell to allow that to happen. Like to allow there to be a flow we, in the first place. We create place, right? the flow, I think is what you're saying. Yes. Or I think it's not that we create the flow. We guide, it's that we, I'm sorry, we, we build guide up the it. sandbags the, on the, the side structure. of the flow. Yes, yes, yes. right, right. We, we direct we it. Avoid being deluged by the flow. Yes. But uh, we're literally, I, I, I'm just imagining stacks and stacks of parents lying down and being the sandbag. <laughs> we are the sandbags. We so are the, the sandbags, water, John. So that the water can flow around us. And we're just lying there, you know, stacked. Crying. Three or, four, three or four high. <laughs> Just piles of people <laughs> trying to avoid drowning our own children with the shit that our world has created and we have been complicit to a large degree. So, and, and yeah. Crazy. Thank it you, world, crazy for Thanks, putting world. us in this situation. I feel I'm glad. Great. Yeah, I'm glad, you know, we can still enjoy um, bars and restaurants and other things right now <laughs> um, while our kids can't go to school full time. Thank you for it's that. Cra- it's crazy, right? So now, allegedly, in two weeks, Jude will be going back to full-time in-person schooling. Our state really? is doing extremely well. We have not had a significant spike. We're still at about 1.5%, which is, okay. to be fair, about a full percentage point more than we were before school was in session. But yeah. all things being considered, uh, like we have plenty of capacity with hospital space and things like that, which is crazy right. that we're even having this conversation, of course. But like, we're doing okay. So it seems like that might still be possible, which would be great. And also would make things about one, one millionth as complicated as they are right now with the homeschool. Yes, stuff, yes, right? yes. Um, but then, of course, like, who knows what happens after that? So I guess my point being that the flow is something that uh, we are being buffeted by and we're having to respond to in some ways. And also, I'm personally, as a sandbag, feeling a very sandbag. inspired by how resilient sand. our kids are. You know, I feel like a bag of sand, but a bag of sand who's learning every day how to be a better one. Yes. I think that's are true. You, are you uh, good? Sorry, I was, I was half... Yeah, I was just half play, paying attention to you while I checked my you, phone. You were playing Snake um, on your phone, were you? I'm sorry. I just watched The Social Dilemma, and I think the moral was that I should use my phone more, so I, I just wanted to cut I think out it's exactly the dilemma, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, so. It, the point, the point of that movie, I think, is to be on your phone all the time. It was advocating for 100% social, because then it's not an issue. 100% you know, if it's social just, media. If you just yeah. always plugged in, right? there is no issue. There, there's I think no, the, like, the idea is like to create yeah. a false reality and then like to just like embrace it and then be a violent person about it with each other. Haven't we already created a false reality anyway? We are living in multiple false realities, John. 
Um, All right. That so show fuck. is going to be a great episode. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're going exactly. to hang off. So on we're going to, we're going to, yes, we're going to navigate. All of these challenges with you that we're about to embark on with our kids and winter and all of that. But for today, for right now, we're going to forget all of that. We're just going to talk about us, how great Let's we are. Let's take a trip down memory lane. A Let's trip. put the sandbags aside, allow yeah. ourselves to be flooded for an hour, and just talk about the fact that we have made it now 10 years on this show, <laughs> which I think is just incredible. Actually, no, so I'm joking. Obviously, it has not been 10 years, but it has been about 10 years since you and I met. Wow. I don't know if you have realized that. I didn't think of that. Yeah, so so John and I. It's our ten year anniversary, Patrick. It's congratulations. Yeah, I got you something special. And same to you. Mm. I can't wait. So. So for those of you who might not have followed every single one of these 25,000 episodes that we're <laughs> celebrating today, um, John and I met at Oxfam, which is the, the NGO that we work for, um, when we were young, doe-eyed children, uh, yeah. just out of preschool. Without children ourselves, with, yes. With no children. With, I mean, would, it would have been weird if we had kids as preschoolers. And we weren't married. You weren't married at that point, right? Uh, that's right. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't get married until 2012. So, so yeah. we were. So, life to us back then was such a different thing. And I see pictures of myself 10 years ago. And a, I yeah. think, what the fuck happened? And b, I think, like just like we were talking about back in February with those messages, that person has no idea the adventures that await them. That person has no idea the craziness that's coming down. And indeed, yeah, when you and I met at work almost 10 years ago, you know, we had no clue that one day we'd have this podcast that would have you know tens of billions of listeners around the world. Um, let alone millions of dollars in advertising revenue every single day. I mean, that's right. We we were Hamilton on that ship in the beginning. Uh, just you wait. And, you know, we were just full of life and energy, mm-hmm. um, you know, which of course now is sap- sapped entirely. Costumes, singing, yep. Yep. Dance. Um, A lot of dance. you know, and we just, there was so much life and ambition ahead of us, right? Um, and that was how it all started. That uh, is how it all started. That's that's the beginnings, the pre cursor to our just winging a podcast and then we became dads around the same time yeah um i don't know i can't i don't know how many years were actually that should be pretty easy calculation given that our kids are a time markers <laughs> that, see that that's the only thing that helps is that like i know yeah. when their birthdays are because i yeah. kind of have to so that helps right. me put things in perspective sometimes yes. other than that i mean i like the other day came up uh like somebody we were talking about how old we were and i and i like i've said before in this podcast i had to stop and actually think about it for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. okay not a couple of minutes i wasn't like sitting there with a fucking like long division calculator but i was th- i had to stop and be like how old actually am i and when i realized the answer was only 20 i was like man this is impressive well isn't don't you still feel like you're you know your immediate response we've talked about this before when you see other parents and you basically always assume that they're older than you right everybody looks older than us right oh, yeah um and and it's just it just feels like we're in this permanent state of being like in our maybe 20s yeah Does that sound right, about right i think i'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of think, right about 30 i think you've, yeah you've given it well you do you know you're a little bit older than i am so obviously i am older than you I get by it. four yeah. months right i think i'm yeah. four months older than you so i mean when i do my health age you know through those apps that tell you based on your health i'm still in my 20s so i think i just you know are you really it's the physique it's the you know is the physique. You know, you know what it says I mean, for me? What the fuck does that even mean? What does it say? It says uh, 45. Uh, no, it says doesn't register as human. Uh, and then it gives me an error code and my phone <laughs> explodes is what happens when I do it. You have cyborg abilities. I do. They're um, like, is he bionic. a robot? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. built like shit. He's a bad one. Um, no, but yeah, 100 episodes. I feel like uh, as, we were, as we were getting closer to recording this, well, hey, well, the first thing that happened was we said, okay, let's just skip a week because this is like too much to get our heads around. And That's true. Everything we were is feeling just, pretty lazy. Destroying yeah. us from every side and we're lazy, tired sandbags right now. That's but then right. we were like, okay, we do actually have to do this episode. What is the way to celebrate it properly? And we realized 
that to celebrate our astounding narcissism, the best way to do it is to invite all of the people, unprecedented, well, not quite unprecedented, but nearly. Um, That's true, with actually. All of <laughs> the <high> people. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's getting higher every fucking day. I wake up oh, and get a headline. My. Yes, indeed. Um, but the way to celebrate it properly would be with all of you out there who have been listening to this thing for however long it's been going. The scientists are still trying to determine if 2018 is really the answer to that. Um, who have been, you know, writing in and texting. As I've always said, you know, to John, I, I, I'm on other shows as well. And there is a, even though those shows have sometimes larger audiences or have, you know, other, you know. I, I You're mean, being humble about that. Yeah, yes, they, have, they, have, they have bigger listener bases, right? But the listener base for this show is very special. And I really do mean that. Um, the other ones are special too. But this one has such a warmth and an immediacy to it. There's no other show that I do where as soon as an episode drops, I can almost guarantee I'll get at least one or two text messages on my phone from people who listen to it. People who I know really well, who have been listening to this thing for forever and commenting like, oh, I remember when you brought this up last time, like, has anything changed? Or said like, oh, you know, I had the same experience the other day and we were laughing about it. The sense of community around this little show has been just so life affirming for me. And it has, mm. and it continues to be. It is something that feels special and feels uh, really, really sacred to me. And yeah. So, so we wanted to get you guys in on this because you have been just as much a part of this as we have been. And, and I love that the way that we chose to celebrate that is not to invite you on for a conversation, not to hear right. you, no, not to one have a dynamic. Way. It no, was simply, simply for us to collect you telling us how great we are so that we could play it back for everybody. Yes. That yeah, notice we didn't ask we didn't ask like what's something you remember from the show. We said what's the best moment? We said what's what's your favorite moment of this show? Because yeah. you know what? It's all gold and anybody who says otherwise does not deserve a spot. It's true. I think we better just jump into it and start playing let's, some let's of these. Do it. Otherwise, we're just going to keep talking about how great we are without anyone actually believing that we are. So, it's here's the proof. Up, yeah. Here is the proof. Where do I start? Who who would you like to start with? We've got it from all over the world, folks. So, um buckle in. It's going to be uh, an adventure? It's going to really. be something. It's going to be something. Yeah, buckle up. Um, why don't I actually, because I know Paul at least was watching us right now, let's let's start with him. Paul over in the UK. Uh, that's right, right? He is in the UK. He is in the UK. <laughs> Paul, so Paul, again, we'll give a little background. Paul is, is at this point, almost, I would say, an old friend of mine. We met about four or five years ago because of our Formula One mutual fandom. Um, and he is just an incredible guy. He runs a 14-minute 5K at this point, which is astounding to me. Um, he's a great dad, a such a sweet person, and somebody who for years now has been insisting that he does not have a podcast voice. Because I always ask him, like, why don't you come on? Like, why don't you send us something? He's like, oh, I don't really have a voice for that. And I think you're about well, to hear. You're about to decide. That it is. The sort of voice that I'm talking about, because it is definitely better than mine. Big congrats on making it to 100 episodes, guys. As for memorable moments, my favourite has to be John Abdullah going around the playground just punching people's tooths out. <laughs> I so love. I love that moment. I did. I have to say, when I first listened to that, I just didn't see it coming. You know that that <laughs> just the image of first of all the fact that that stood out to Paul and that that was you know what surfaced. I, I just love. Um, and I love this image of me as a, as a high schooler, you know, based on some of the stories I've told, just punching tooths out. And, and walking and notice, around, specifically going around walking the Walking around, yes. yes. And his intentional use of tooths 
Um, yes. That's how detail. That's the level of uh, attention to detail, right? And the level of fandom here, because there was a running thing about you know punching tooths out. Because I think I missed the tooths. Yeah, that right. Episode. Exactly. Um, so and I caught I just, that too, Paul. This image of you just like it's like oh god, it's enforcement day. Here comes John again, and you just walk around. And you're like, all right, folks, sit down. <laughs> punching tooths. Get on the out. floor. You just walk around punching and only punching teeth, right? Tooths. That's sorry. right. Not punching faces. Tooths. Just being like, open wide, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, I love that. And I still, and I also love how that has gone on now to have a life of its own within this show because of the fact that you subsequently took up boxing in a kind of semi-religious mm. way and how like now we have an, an actual like excuse to talk about punching all the time. That is and, true. Um, and it, it's not, you know, it does not go unnoticed that you had to get a new punching bag. And I think it's cause you need to be, uh, I think you just have a lot of violence in you, John. You know, thankfully, I found a uh, appropriate outlet for that uh, in my, in the punching bag. The two punching bags that I have now, the multiple um, one outside, because you know, you never know when it, the urge will come, right? So you just got to be prepared. <laughs> just go outside. Oh man, it just needs a tooth on it. I'll punch it. <laughs> you actually have um, it still set up outside. I still have one outside. I don't, I don't use it that much, but you know, the idea was like, Oh, instead of getting rid of this old one, I'll just, um, right. I'll set or instead it up. Of taking it out on your family or your furniture or something to just like have, you know, you get that urge and just got to just go. Just punch it, man. It's great. <laughs> doesn't get much better. In fact, in fact, uh, that's a good segue to, uh, my good friend, Pat, who, um, not to be hey, confused Pat. with Patrick green, um, who I also, she shared, uh, her thoughts. She's been a long time listener as well. Um, and so let's, let's listen to Pat. Congratulations, John and Patrick on your 100th episode of just winging it from John's mulching escapades to Patrick's willowy woman. There is so much poop in between <laughs> and I've enjoyed all of it. Shock week, John's boxing career, Patrick's music endeavors, and John's training for the Tour de France has kept me <laughs> riveted. I can't pinpoint just one episode as they all affect, entertain, and enlighten me. What I can say is that it has become clearly evident that you both are the cream of the crop for the best dads ever. Here's to the next wicked awesome 100 episodes. Love, Patsy. There you oh have my it. God! Can I give an award to that comment? I feel or like I, guess I could just do it to Pat. Yeah, thank you my, so much for that. I think I'm just gonna play that at my funeral. I guess I won't play it because I'll be dead. But somebody That's will true. play it for me. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just uh, the thoughtfulness and the spanning of you know the epic span oh of God, that. What those a comments. beautiful, beautiful comment. And it was so funny and so full of heart and like so. So Pat is. I. I, I don't. I. I think I've met. Pat once at Grace's birthday party one year. I think you may have. Yeah. I think I may have. Um, and, uh, but, but over the years of listening to the show, Pat has become like one of the cornerstones of our listening audience and of our like online community. And I always know that we're going to get a comment from her about something insightful about the episode or supportive. So thank you so much for that, Pat. Like I really can't, I, it just, it makes me feel uh, great. It really does. Thank you. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, it was a reminder of like, you know, you mentioned boxing and we've talked about your music career and how you've been able to keep up with that. And there's been some really, you know, as I was reflecting back, um, 
some great episodes and discussions about how one manages work, parenting, and then, um, you know, additional, it's additional work for you, but it's also your art, your hobby, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that we've been able to sort of, you know, cultivate and grow those things alongside our, our parenting and our work is, is it's something to note, you know, it, it means a lot to me um, as I reflect back on it, just always sort of practicing that, you know, learning and growing as individuals. And that we, I think we even had an episode about um, how, you know, there's this weird thing when you grow into a parent where you're letting go of yourself as an individual in a way and your own growth, it sort of takes a back seat. Um, and yet it's still there, right? You're still you. You're still the you that had all these ambitions before kids and um, desires and passions and all. And so, yeah, it's just like this whole balancing act of how do you still give some attention to that part of you? And and Pat's comments, I guess, you know, just have me reflecting back to um, think think about what we've actually been able to practice ourselves through this period, which is, uh, yeah, it's important, I think. Isn't it cool? And you never know until you get there. Like you never know until you stop and take a look back and think like, wow, this has been an eventful period. Like there has been so much going on for so long in our lives. And we have this document in this podcast of that now, you know, we have this ability to yes. look back and, and actually listen to it. And, and, you know, we, I, I'm sure when we're older um, in many, many, many years, because we're both um, extraordinarily young uh, toddlers, our, he- that, our health age, yeah, yeah, our health age. Well, my health age, whatever is that is. Yeah. Um, I, you know, like we're going to want to tell stories to our grandkids, for example, sometimes. Right. And, and I think a lot of people struggle because if you don't write it down or you don't have a document of it, it's kind of mm, hard to remember a lot mm. of the minutiae. Like it's easy to remember the big things, right? Like I'm not going to forget, for example, the ballet premiere that, you know, that I know came up quite a bit in the lead up to it on the show. Yeah. There's, you know, the, uh, the, the big life moments we're going to remember, but it's the smaller things. It's like the, uh, it's the, the parenting mishaps, you know, it's like mm. Jude taking a dump in my arms in the middle of a mall while I'm running to go, you know, change his diaper. Right. Like it's, it's those little things that Which slip time, away. Yeah. I feel like there were three <laughs> over of those. many of them. Um, and I feel like those, uh, that that's, you know, we say a lot with the show that we would do this, whether anybody were listening or not. Um, and, uh, and I, and I still feel that way because this, it's an important exercise to just talk about life and to just get yes. it out there. You know? Yes. So thank you, Pat, seriously. And, and, you know, the other thing that I have observed in, devoting some energy to learning a new skill, you know, just doing something new and, and, and learning it. And most recently with, um, the bike, learning how to ride a bike for the first time Tour de France is that with each of these skills, whether it's boxing, bike, whatever, um, it applies to other aspects of your life, right? So to become a beginner again at something, um, I feel like it exercises parts of your brain that are just you know, good to exercise. Um, and all the more so, you know, some of them are directly applicable riding a bike. I could then better help Grace learn how to ride a bike. But I just feel like there's something we lose as we get older in, you know, technically, I guess, having more skills and abilities more developed. Um, but it, there's a, there's almost like a, there's something innocent in that beginner place that kids just have all the time. And to be brought back to that, like, you know, to go to a boxing class and not know what the hell you're doing and feel like the awkwardness, you know, the same awkwardness that you feel in school or other environments as a kid. I think it's good. It's healthy for us, I guess, you know? Um, so that's just another aspect of this that I'm just sort of reflecting on. And um, I'm appreciative that we've been able to sort of check in on those things and um, and that we've grown as, as individuals too, you know? Like if we were to listen back to those beginning episodes, I'm sure uh, we, we would just like, 
feel like different people, but I never listened to them because, you know, who has <laughs> time there's for so that? Many, there's a hundred of them I don't even understand point. how you all listen to a hundred episodes. So <laughs> <laughs> um, props to you, Pat, and everybody else. <laughs> um, all right, should we jump to another one? Let's do it, yeah. All right, here we go. I'm just going to play a random one. Let's see if you can guess who this is. <laughs> hey, John and Pat, how you doing? It's Joe. Um, so my favorite just winging it moment, um, I guess I'm biased, but it would have to be uh, the Halloween episode with um, Pat's story of Uncle Tony and Claire. Uh, I, I still replay it to this day and I chuckle. So thanks, guys. Uh, it's Joey, my <laughs> I had cousin. You guess, guess the one that's literally related to you. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, Joey, thank you for recording that. Apparently, like under in the back of the car or something. <laughs> like, you sound I'm like imagining you're being held hostage yeah, somewhere. Yeah. I'm imagining he went over into like a cupboard somewhere, you know, yeah. in, in his house. Like, just had to hide somewhere while his kids were out. You know, there's a lot of kids chaos. in that house. To be fair, there's yeah, there's yeah. many children who could be in the way. Thank you, Joey, for bringing that up. I actually, in listening to that message, uh, it made me feel so warm because this morning. Um, you know, we're of course already starting the Halloween decorating process. As you can see, I'm already big Halloween out family. That big you Halloween are, family. It is October right now. Yep. We have an official thing tonight where my parents are going to come over with with my sister and we're all going to decorate together too. We're we're very into it, right? Um, and Uncle Tony, of course, who came up a number of times in the Halloween episode, uh, was just a huge reason behind that. And this morning, in particular, we were unwrapping. Um, one of the things that we, you know, that, that we got from him, which is this dancing skeleton or not, it's a dancing, it's actually, it is a dancing skeleton, but it's doing the Frankenstein dance from um, Young Frankenstein, <laughs> we put on the Ritz. Um, and that's something that we always used to like laugh at so much and he would do the dance with it and stuff too. And it was this thing. Um, and it's become, of course, like our kids are obsessed with it. And it's like Henry's favorite object. Well, he's you know? been into skeletons since he was like a baby. He loves the skeletitos. He loves Halloween. Um, and he would have been Uncle Tony's like soulmate, you know, mm. had he been able to meet him. Um, and so, you know, we were setting this little dancing guy up this morning and it was really hitting me uh, just how grateful I am that I had that uh, time with him in, in my mm. life and that I had this, that I was inculcated in an atmosphere where, you know, fancy, ma fanciful magic and funny dressing up and all these like kind of things that, you know, a lot of families, I think, kind of assume are really for kids that, you know, we never got rid of that and that we all still treat it like this big deal even though it is ridiculous and it is temporary and even though trick-or-treating is not happening and even though it's dangerous is it not still... happening i don't even know i don't know i haven't got no, the memo yet on what it, is it happening. depends on the it depends on where you are but um in our state there's official guidelines saying don't do it um which is okay it's it's safer yeah. not to do it but but yeah. like i even in this environment which is so far removed from the last time i saw uncle tony which was only you know i mean about a year after micah and i started dating you know is when he passed away mm. um which is probably a long time ago now um, you know, I still feel him right here in the room with me in this crazy time where everything feels like it's falling apart. He's a hundred percent there in my heart and in my kids and in Micah and, mm. uh, and Halloween is when his spirit comes most alive. So, um, I love that was that. really fun. You know, since recording that episode, I've talked to my parents about it cause they didn't know the full extent of how much we had terrified my sister with, uh, the, the story very briefly was that, um, you know, we used to record horror movies at home with the video camera, right? Um, and most of the horror movies were centered around me just basically trying to scare my sister, <laughs> setting a camera up to document it. But Uncle Tony and I, you know, were in cahoots sometimes with these things because he would come over and, and watch us, you know, when my parents were out. Mm -hmm. um, and so we made this one movie in particular where my sister, I don't think knew that he was actually in the house with us. Like, I, I think that like I had set this up so that it would be a real surprise. And he had gotten my mother's wedding dress, which was in our attic, <laughs> put makeup on and put a wig 
<laughs> covering his face. And so I filmed my sister uh, hearing a noise in the attic, not knowing that anything was happening and going up to investigate. I was like, oh yeah, go check it out. And it's my Uncle Tony in a fucking bridal gown running down the stairs <laughs> screaming. And um, oh, it's, uh, my parents were not thrilled to hear the full story, but uh, I got to say uh, it's one that I am eternally That's grateful so good. for. And Do you ever bust out the video and just it. watch it? I can't find it. Oh, uh, man. I know. I'm going to try to, though. And, and when I do, I will put a clip up. Your sister probably destroyed media. it. Yeah, Claire probably burned it down, I would say, mm -hmm. at this point. Which yeah. is understandable. Yeah, um, you know, I, I have to say that I really, what I've, one of the things I've appreciated in talking to you and what has stretched my thinking, maybe not changed my behavior as much as I'd like to yet, but, um, you know, we've talked about Sense of Adventure and Shark Week and Halloween and the energy that you bring to these moments um, of celebration or, or sort of magic, right? Um, it's just, you know, I, it's not something you hear from a lot of parents. I think people try to do it to certain extents, but you take it to another level, full ass green family way. Full ass and, all the time. Yeah, and it's just, it's inspiring. Um, you know, again, I haven't found myself taking it to that level because I, I guess I'm just too lazy really at the end of the day. Well, because your, your established brand at this point wouldn't work with that, right? Like if, if that's you woke right. up that's, and, that's like, and you had why. decorated yeah. the whole fucking house with animatronics or something, Bethany yeah. would call the, like she would have you admitted to some sort of like a psychiatric institute. My she'd brand. be like, this isn't John, right? right yeah, like right. You, you, you are the level-headed one who's obsessed with your bicycle. You know what you're doing. Um, and I'm the, I'm the, you know, nutcase it works that's why we work right you know it does, it does. that's good but can we i keep say each something actually just very quickly before we move on you know we're talking oh, about you the, can the say whatever you want thing. this is you know part, partly your podcast I mean, I'm literally 50 percent of this thing that's so, right so you know we're talking about the uh um full ass stuff something that i have learned mm. since becoming a parent increasingly and that i'm learning more and more during covid this is gonna is be a bombshell it, go ahead this is bombshell is that there is something beautiful to half-assing instead of not doing anything at all that there's something about incremental bettering yeah. of the world you are in than there is to not doing anything. That was the worst way I could have phrased that. There's something better <laughs> to doing something rather than doing nothing, right? So like yes. if, if, you, if you want to get your health together, for example, it's okay if you're not going to become a professional athlete or something, mm. or if you're not going to be an elite runner like Paul, or you're not going to be a bodybuilder or something. It's okay to just wake up and do a boxer go like for, and go yeah. for a walk or a professional boxer, right? Yep. Slash dentist. Um, it's, it's okay to just get up and like just jog until you can't do it anymore and they go home and feel like you did something that day. If you, if you are moving into a new house yeah. and there's a lot to do, it's okay yes. to not get it all done right away and think like, okay, you know, over the next few days, I will try to paint this one door. Like that, that's my project right now. Like, you know, yes. and I'll yes. put a little bit of time into it and I'm not going to kill myself, but I do have the, the tremendous gift of time still, and I'm going to use it in a way that doesn't obliterate the rest of the time that I have. And I think that there's something about, obviously there are many times where going full ass is like what I absolutely adore doing and it's very fun, but there was something, and I, I think I get this from you quite a bit. There's something really good about consistency and about keeping an eye on small gains over time and not feeling I'm like just, it has to be everything all I'm at once. I'm just this you know? boring guy on the side being like, <laughs> just be consistent, you know, gradual baby steps. Um, I love it. No, no, it's, it's true. And, and it's that tension that I think is so important, right? That we yeah. can have those conversations and push each other. Um, and that sometimes maybe I need to be more full ass, <laughs> uh, you know, in, in approaching something with more vigor and energy because, you know, there are also those moments where 
maybe you're not going full ass at something because you're scared or because you, think you, you, because you think you can't do it. Right. Right. And so that's right. sort of a cop out. Um, and so both of those are true. And I, and I totally agree with what you're saying in terms of, of course, um, the incremental approach in that something is better than nothing. Yeah. Um, and as president Obama said, when I personally saw him speak and then, um, from afar, podcast. you know, right. talk to him at great detail. Uh, right. He said, uh, I can't even remember what he said. What, what, what is it that I've said before? Perfect is, it's not the perfect is the enemy of good. It's that better is good. That's what he said. He said better is good. Better is right? good, yeah. And the idea of, because of course that, you know, that was his approach while he was president um, to think about this in terms of those incremental gains and yeah. that ultimately creating the change that we want to see. So, yeah, um, I appreciate that for sure. Dream big, but get shit done. You know? That's right. I love it. I love it. Well said. We'll we'll put that on your tombstone. Um, yeah. I you know I got, I just want to say I just think I won up to Obama. Um. I want to just you know put that out there. I might have improved upon his quote, and I I feel like this is uh, this means I'm it's now a big going deal. To be president. It's, it's a big, big deal for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, that's a low bar. So let's go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one. Ready? Yeah. Hello, my name is Sarah, and I just wanted to congratulate John and Patrick on their 100th episode. That is so exciting. Um, I'm an early, I'm a, I'm a fanny. I'm a fanny from the very first episode. Uh, and I think that if I had to um, name some of my favorite episodes, they were, they were definitely the ones at the beginning when we talked about, when we, listen to me, when you guys <laughs> talked about uh, FOMO, uh, missing out, the, the fear of missing out, particularly for parents. Um, also, you know, who's in control and uh, the accumulation of stuff. Um, those were very, uh, I think those were very relatable to me, and uh, that's why they were so memorable. Um, some of the other episodes that really stuck out were the episode on uh, pets and when to decide when to let go of your pet, and when, when Johnny talked about euthanizing Malcolm and, uh, and Patrick's reaction, that was, that was uh, pretty priceless. Um, I'll never forget that. And actually, I feel like um, it's not as rare as we think. So, John, you're not totally, totally crazy, but also don't don't kill your pets. Um, and also the episode on potty training when Patrick was talking about uh, potty training Henry. And there was this one moment where uh, you were I think you were changing his diaper and the poop just like cascaded down in slow motion and hit the, the new rug. Um, I remember laughing really hard about that. So thank you rug? for the entertainment. Um, and, you know, naturally things like this is, this is water, David. Um, and particularly Cassandra's reactions to that, um, I, I really enjoy. Um, I, I think that in all, just Patrick's stories and, and the way you're able to articulate and really um, draw a picture for us uh, with, your, with your words and your, um, your, your storytelling abilities is really special. Um, I think that... John, you have such great prompts and questions um, that make all of us parents think, you know, how are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Um, and despite parenting being really, really hard, um, you guys are so real and and you do such a great job at um, explaining how perfectly imperfect parenthood is. Um, you know, when, when you say... <laughs> 
I, I, John, I don't remember if you said something like you, you kicked the cat or you wanted to kick the cat. Like, obviously, these aren't things that we think we're going to do in front of our kids. But sometimes, you know, things happen. And um, I just really I really appreciate your honesty um, when we're all sort of struggling in the trenches. This is something really nice to listen to um, because there are real moments, real parenting. And um, we're all just doing our best. Just the commonality of of this love that we have for our kids so much it hurts and it's also really hard um so thank you for being uh something for us to listen to uh wonderful content relatable content and uh very entertaining thanks guys happy 100th episode congratulations <laughs> oh man sarah so much. i'm gonna start crying on this thing that was so, so much there He's been there from the very beginning. I mean, obviously with you, especially. We should just start advertising that one, you know, like in, in on Facebook. People will just listen to that and, and that's our thing. Yeah. trailer. Yes, exactly. No, I, and Sarah, of course, was on the show uh, a few months ago, as was Joey, the previous caller, um, which was a really fun COVID roundtable um, episode, which it was, was amazing. It was, yeah, it sounds weird to say that, but. Um, but <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you. It's true. I, I really, really um, appreciate all of those comments and all of those callbacks to some of those early episodes that I also love. Like the FOMO for me felt, I felt so much better after doing that show because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not alone, right? The yeah. accumulation of stuff episode, uh, I, although you can't tell from my background right now, actually has helped me quite <laughs> a bit in keeping ourselves organized and our house organized. And that's another one where like I felt better after doing it because I, I realized that like, okay, I'm not alone in struggling with this and it's something that I can do. And I think a, a lot of the episodes that Sarah mentioned are episodes that did that, where I kind of mm. left it feeling like, A, better because I, I'm not crazy. Well, I'm, yes. I'm crazy, but like not and this about this thing, right? And B, like there are little things we can do. Again, the beauty of, of, of strategic half-assing, right? That there are little mm. things we can do to just improve our lives. Like realizing that, for example, uh, it's like, can be a liberating thing to let go of stuff, right? Mm. Realizing that it can be a liberating thing not to take pictures of our kids sometimes and to just focus on being present. Realizing that it's a liberating thing to openly cry and not feel ashamed of it or anything like that. And realizing that it's okay to, uh, to laugh about how hard life can be sometimes because uh, that's a really human action to things, right? Absolutely. Um, aside from Sarah's comment, uh, the, one of the main takeaways being that I'm a, an animal abuser. Um, that did come up like three <laughs> times in that comment. I didn't kick the cat. It was actually that I, he was like scratching something that he wasn't supposed to. So I threw something at him. A you knife? Know, like, was it, it, was I prob- think it was a knife? It was probably a knife or an axe. It was axe. a knife. Yeah, it was yeah. Or a chainsaw. I was or something practicing like this, the axe throwing. Like yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and I turned and Grace was just like, you know, she must have been one or two, was just watching, just taking it all in as I did that, as that moment of anger in me, right? Before, this was before my boxing, so you I didn't, didn't have, have the bags, right, right. Exactly. And so, and then I look at Bethany, who's sitting next to Grace, and she's just going, <laughs> just shaking her head at me. And then she's like, you need to apologize now, you know, like, because that was a modeling moment for yeah. our kids, right? For Grace at the time. And so I, I, of course, did apologize to Malcolm, um, who was. You know, just I would annoying. love, I would love to do. <laughs> well, he's rest in peace. <laughs> May he rest. Requiescat di pace. He was great um, in a lot of ways. He was just being annoying in that moment. And but also, ahead. you were very excited to to, to kill him with your I actual mean, hands. You were, excited. you were literally like, I want to take him out back and strangle him with my fists. Listen, I I I thought about that some more after, you know, unpacked it, right? Yeah, you and. <laughs> I think there, <laughs> there's just something about 
how comfortable we are with this idea of putting an animal to sleep and how it's just this mm -hmm. like, you know, humane thing to do or whatever. Um, I don't know. I just felt like I didn't do it, but I wanted to consider like, well, what, what the fuck was I thinking? I don't actually know. I, I got, you know, there's <laughs> something to be said that went. So the first pet, something about the brutality of death, right? It, 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 uh, what is the right word? Nature is metal. Is it what just you're cleans. For, right? It, it, it I can't think of the right words as often happens on this show. Um, I, sanitizes, I think something, it sanitizes the yeah. action of, uh, it of death. Of it, death. Right? Yeah, right. It's you a know? euphemism, so, right? It's yeah, so I, removing I briefly, yourself. I briefly considered, you know, is there an at-home <laughs> remedy or way to do this that, um, you know, would avoid all of that? I, I don't fucking know what I was talking about. I don't know. But we you know, right you know what? That, but that cat, but that cat would have eaten you had you died in the house, right? That's like, like that's cats eat their owners after death. But you know, the difference, John, is that you would have died of natural causes, not being fucking strangled <laughs> by the person who's responsible for feeding you. It's okay. We, we can we can move on. We, we this was clearly just you know a thought process that. But what I, I was what, what I appreciate about I was grieving. You, yeah, you were grieving, John. <laughs> what I appreciate about you though is that you were very honest with that, um, and sort of. Um, self-effacing about it and not precious with this idea of like, it, you, you were okay with coming across like uh, like a fucking psychopath because that's exactly I mean, how you came across. Well, there's something else. There's another component to it that I've thought a lot about with parenting. Cause you know, on this show, we've talked about the death of my cat, the death of my grandmother. Yeah. Um, those were a couple of moments where, you know, this topic came up and, and, and talking to kids right. about it came up. And since then, you know, I've just, I've felt really good about my approach with the kids and making death, um, just an easy conversation, something that is mm -hmm. not like there isn't this taboo around it. We don't use euphemistic language, um, and we just try to really deal with it in a head-on way. When we, you know, when we walk around and, and there's a dead bird lying outside or whatever, um, I don't know why there's so many dead animals all over our house, but um, <laughs> you know, they're they just like we talk about it. You know what I mean? And I and I, I like when that. And I go outside and they see the pile of dead animals that I've got going and just <laughs> they just kind of keep falling in the same place. But yeah. there's like 700 birds back there with their necks broken. <laughs> I don't really know what that's all about. <laughs> um, oh man, now that you say that, the blood trail was to Luke's room. You know. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so so I've just appreciated that we can have those conversations. Another point yeah, I want to make here. And I know this episode's going to go for like three hours, but you know, just deal. So the other thing is that Sarah brought up that I've been thinking about, why are we doing this, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. I was thinking about that, right? We've done a hundred of these, okay? There's work involved. We have to sync up our schedules, come up with topics. Um, we do a lot for you people, for for you listeners. Why are we doing it? Well, John and does. I, I don't do anything. Yeah, but... That's true. That's true, to be fair. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about that and... I'll be honest, there are times during the pandemic in particular where it's like, it's been harder to find time in our schedules, mm -hmm. um, to do it remotely. We don't have the benefit of like each other's energy. And so even more body so, heat. body heat, right? Which is yeah. very helpful. Animal so, magnetism. <laughs> even more so, I'm asking this question of like, why are we doing this? Sometimes in the same way that I go to the gym and I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll get ready for it and go. And then after you feel great, right? That's always the case with this right. too. Um, I mean, I'm, I don't always dread it going into it, but um, it's hard. <laughs> Sometimes it can be difficult. So I was thinking about that. And one of the things that I so appreciate is um, related to the FOMO and, and the other episode we did about judging other parents. We as humans are constantly measuring each other against each other, mm. right? Like that's just how it works. 
you model each other after each other from, you know, when you're a baby. And we're doing this as parents and we're stacking ourselves up and wondering, are we doing this right? There's no guide, you know, and we are truly just winging it as, as, as it's called here. Um, but what this reveals in having these conversations with each other and hearing from other parents is what you don't see, right? Because when you measure yourself against someone on Facebook, right, you're seeing this idyllic view of who they are and what their life is like. Um, or even just when you see people, you know, in social settings. And so having real conversations with other parents, whether you're podcasting or just doing it in reality, as we were doing before this too, it's just like this, it's this opportunity to be in solidarity with each other and realize like, okay, he doesn't have it figured out either. And that's okay. You know, like, let's be honest about the fact that we don't have it figured out, anything figured out in life. Everyone is doing the best they can, which is fucking... We, we lose sight of that so easily, especially in these times where we're so divided. Um, but that's true. I think it's true. Everyone is doing the best that they can, you know? And, I and think so yeah. there's a need to talk about that for a right. number of reasons. And and for me personally, it's illustrated by you know, at work. I think I might've mentioned this in the last episode. Um, maybe not. We have a, like a parent support group on our team of different parents who are, you know, we're all dealing with going back to school and stuff like that. And um, and we keep having these these meetings that are, you know, scheduled for a half hour and then they kind of just go on and on. And then we're like, at the end of the day, we all have to like leave because we have to get our kids or whatever, you know. Um, and I feel like there is a real need for parents to connect just in general, but especially during these these times when honesty is something that's so refreshing because so yeah. much of what we're confronted with in everyday life is dishonest. Like you mentioned on social media, there's the the dishonesty cycle of people presenting such curated false images of themselves all the time. There's all of, you know, every single article or listicle or blog post about parenting, it always feels so professional and so thought out and so um, in some ways non, non-real, I think. And I think there's something about a spontaneous conversation that is uh, really liberating. And it has actually impacted the ways in which I talk with other parents just outside of the show. I, I find myself being a lot more um, honest and, and yeah. not being as afraid of looking bad. I think everybody, when they become a parent, worries the same thing. They worry, am I cut out for this? Right? right, right. And I think every parent who becomes a parent realizes within about an hour and a half that they are not. And I think the act of becoming cut out for it is in some ways the greatest thing we can do as parents. I think that growth, that honesty with ourselves, that push to understand what we're doing and to be better about it, that need to open feedback with our kids and our partners and to talk and to think and to reason and to not, and to be better, to be better than the parents that came before us, not better Mm. than our parents were to us necessarily, but in in terms of generations, right? Yes. Like as we evolve as people and as a society, we also evolve our notions of parenting to be something that I think is a lot more honest and a lot better. And I think we do that knowing that we will be judged and knowing that we will feel bad sometimes and knowing that we will feel inadequate all of the time. And that when we connect about it, we suddenly realize that we are not inadequate and we are not terrible at this. We are just all winging it all the time. And that simple realization is something that I did not have before this show started. I really always thought that other parents were just having an easier time than we were with stuff. Right. And, and what I realize now is, uh, is that like we are all having a hard time and that's actually the point. That's, that's, and that's actually not even just the point. That's actually what makes it special. Mm. Um, I think and I so. feel very lucky for that. Well, and I feel lucky, you know, to have, and I think everyone can do this with, you know, people in their life is just to, in order to intentionally practice, because we're all just practicing, but like to be intentional about growing, um, you need 
checkpoints. You need you need moments to sort of stop and reflect back on what you're doing and how you might do better. Um, right. It doesn't have to be any sort of you know formal thing, but um, for us, this has been just a, a checking a checking in that I think is really critical because otherwise you don't have that measure or you know you can't really intentionally practice parenting um, or as intentionally, I guess. Um, so, all right, let's go to the next one, um, which I have uh, up next is your lovely wife, Micah. Um, so let's go ahead and play her recording. I think um, just winging it for me has been especially precious because I get to hear our stories retold in sometimes really emotional ways and also other times hilarious ways, especially, you know, the the vomit and poop stories, of course, which at the time we experienced them, they weren't as funny. But when Patrick and John talk about them again, I find myself laughing really hard. Um, so just winging it for me is really, really special because of that fact, because I get to hear the stories of my family um, again. And Another thing that I will say is that I have always been a huge fan of David the Painkiller. So thank you very much, Just Winging It, for all that you've done. <laughs> you know, there's something, there's something in that that, uh, well, for one thing, we got to get to David. But, um, but there's something in that that she said that, I, I really, that really resonates with me, which is good because, you know, we're married to each other. Um, that is good. Is that, I'm, glad she, I'm glad what she says resonates with you. Yeah, it's you. It's a, it's a good thing. Um, is that at the times in which these things happen, they're usually funny, right? Most of the funny stories that we've talked about on the show, and speaking personally, most of the funny stories that I brought up on the show, when they were happening, were not something that I was laughing about. It was actually something that I was really stressed about. Yes. And yes. it's only in retelling it that I realized how funny it was. There have been many stories on this podcast that I didn't know were funny until I started talking about it. And I was like, mm. oh my God, this is actually like hilarious. Like a great example of that is my Juilliard interview, which I don't know, just like episode four or six or something like that, where um, this is one where I, I was uh, going to the bathroom in Grand Central Station in New York yes, and the toilet backed up all over my outfit, right? How awful must time, have that been in the oh, moment? God, it was terrible. I was like, my future is ruined. Like this is literally so down the toilet. Yep. Down the toilet. Um, <laughs> you know, I just shit the bed, but it was my pants. I was so stressed out about that. Right. And, and like, that is not a fond memory for me, but it is now because I talked about it and I realized how fucking funny it was when I broke it down. And then everybody was writing in saying, Oh my God, that story was so hilarious. And I was like, you know what? That was really funny. And I think it gets at something deeper about why we do this, which for me personally is because it gives me the the ability to to laugh about these things and to realize like that that there's something beautiful about the mishaps that we go through as, mm. as parents, you know? Oh man, so, so true. And I'm recalling, we did two episodes on the book, All Joy and No Fun about parenting. And one of the things, I don't think we didn't get too deep into this, but it's so spot on here and what Micah said and what you said, um, so much of our joy is retrospective. Mm -hmm. In the moment, you know, we don't necessarily, we're not like, I am in a state of joy. It's reflecting back. This is where nostalgia comes from, right? That we recall right. these moments, some of them just these random moments that didn't mean much at the at that time, but that we cherish later. And so much, I, I don't know if it's all, but it seems to be most when I think back um, of my joy is in remembering those moments and holding them so dear, you know? They're, they're recontextualized as joy, even though maybe they were surrounded in, in really 
difficult times. Uh, you know, even within this within this pandemic, right? What an awful time for the world. Um, and yet, you know, there are moments where I just remember having no plans and being outside and going to the beach, you know, with Sarah and her family and just like, we'd have no plan. We just hung out, you know, into the, and as late as it, uh, as at, why can't I say the word dusk, um, into dusk, <laughs> right. As the sun was setting. And like, it's something we right. probably wouldn't have done in a super planned out, uh, schedule that we would have had before this, but you know, they're just those moments that, um, I'm thankful for. And I, yeah, I think it's so true that, you know, now we can look back and laugh and experience joy in reflecting on them. It's really beautiful. And it is a continuous journey, I think, to try to recognize joy as it happens also, which yes. brings me to one of my favorite episodes, which I, I, I will come back around to at the end, which is the Book of Joy show, Yeah, which has had a lasting impact on me personally. And also on the shows, we, we've done a lot of things. We had a mindfulness show, but we've also touched on it quite a bit um, that by being present, we don't allow these moments of joy to pass us by quite as much. And yes. that's something that I know we've both worked on and I, I personally work on every single day of my life in an active way. It's one of the few things that I do like every single day is I try to recognize moments of joy and gratitude Oh man! Um, while they're so, happening and to appreciate it and feel it, you know? Yes. How awesome is that? Like that to me is yeah. such a clear a sort of outcome from this show too, that yeah. there are more, just like I was saying, you had that retrospective joy. I feel like you're almost able to recreate that in the moment in ways that I just otherwise, I hadn't, really been able to do that. Like you, yeah. you can sit and experience the moment and look at it and say like, this is joy. <laughs> yep. Um, and it's and you, so... know, you know what else you can say? <laughs> what else can you say? <laughs> this is water. <laughs> Thank you, David, the pain There's killer. water. I'm telling you, I got <laughs> right from the beginning episode. That's the like, first episode, right? Two, maybe I, I feel like it might've been, one. it might be, it might be. Yeah, someone I don't know, I was there, us. but I got no memory of what actually happened. But that David story comes up all the time with people who listen to this shit. They go, what the fuck was he talking about? He's a masseuse. He's got a fishing hat the size of a sombrero. He's got a weird accent, and he loves rubbing shoulders. And his mom found water in the desert. What a fucking character. I miss that guy so much. I, I still want to get I, him on. I, I don't know if he'll ever live up to your version of him is the problem at this point. I know. Um, but, you know... Maybe not. Maybe not. That that also for me isn't one of my favorite episodes. This is Water, where you talk about that speech by David Foster Wallace, and um, it's a it's another one that I think has really stuck with me in terms of just taking moments to reflect on what is it that I'm worshiping right now. Yeah. You know, when am I becoming like obsessed about material items or things that ultimately just aren't going to really fulfill or, or give, you know, meaning in my life. And so um, that's another one that, you know, for those who haven't listened to it, uh, really profound talk. Um, let's, let's listen to Greg now. Let's do it. Hi, Pat and John. This is Greg from Megan Greg. My favorite episode is when you talked about car sickness and the detail that you provided on cleaning up car vomit with Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> napkins. Um, probably one of the least absorbent paper products out there. And I can only imagine how that went, but you know, it's just one example of the many parenting crucibles, um, you talk about on your show as you're just winging it as parents. And uh, I look forward to hearing more and congrats on making it to your 100th episode. Oh man. Oh my God. The car seat. That was so Megan funny. Greg. 
<laughs> Megan Gregor like references, you know, we had like a Megan Greg hour in the beginning. It wasn't an hour. Yeah, they, they, they're they're historically a big part of the show as well. They, they they've are. been brought up sporadically since the very beginning of this thing. Um, I'm glad they, someone. Oh, go ahead. Well, they, they have another child now also since ah. the beginning of this thing. It's, it's funny. We look back and it's like so much life has gone by since the beginning wow. of this. of this. So much life has ever, been created. You know? So much um, life has been created. People have been banging <laughs> is what we're saying, John. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that at least one person or maybe two, Megan and Greg, have enjoyed listening to the puke stories because, you know, some don't have the stomach, it turns out, to listen to those. And that's okay, We have too. had complaints. We have had, had actual complaints. complaints come in, Heather. Um, but I still do also remember, Heather. <laughs> I still do remember <laughs> those, those uh, well, how could I forget? You know, I was on my way literally to bring Grace to the doctor um, for her ears and we get, we pull in to the parking lot and she just fucking pukes strawberry and oatmeal and <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> yeah. And we're already running late and I'm using like, like Greg says, the Dunkin' Donuts napkins, which just don't do anything. They are, all. they're just bad paper is what they are. They're yeah. just, they're just hard. You get paper cuts on them and they it's just like smush if you took things around. Tree, if you took tree bark and just shaved like a thin slice of it, you know, right. that's right. what you have. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure that's how they make it. Um, I think, yeah, they, they go out in the woods and they actually harvest yes. it themselves. They're very sustainable. But I think no one, you know, maybe they smelled it, but no one would have guessed that Grace had just puked a few moments before by the time I got her in. So I was proud of myself for, you oh know. Oh my God cleaning it up so well i remember um, the story of uh when we when jude vomited in the restaurant and i was trying to carry him through to the back bathroom and he was vomiting <laughs> on patrons and i was like trying to clean it up with my clothes and we were both like essentially naked in the bathroom by that point and i was like how do we leave this bathroom with people banging on the fucking door can oh, you imagine so if that bad. happened now you you would have shut down that town if that happened <laughs> yeah, now. I would have been excommunicated from civilization <laughs> if that had happened now. And that was only like a year ago. <laughs> the clear, the cleanup of that house, it would have been like Chernobyl, you know, they, I mean, the restaurant afterwards, yeah. you know, they would clear the whole area. The suits and the fucking hoses and stuff. Yeah, all yeah, the right, people, exactly. all, all Helicopters. the outside are like playing in it, you know. <laughs> there are swings, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a messy one. And once again, uh, you know, I, I have to say, I would have at least loved to have had Dunkin' Donuts and napkins. We didn't have that. After we were done with our clothes we had whatever those paper towels are that are in bathrooms and restaurants that <laughs> are just brown abrasive yes. it's like Same it's like thing. sandpaper shit yeah. and i'm trying to like you know help him feel better he's also dumping at this point too because he also was was had <laughs> diarrhea from whatever he had eaten so i'm like i'm like what are we even using at this point it was so gross but that's kind of the heart of the show you know i mean it our is. brand is uh there's a lot of poop and barf in it that is very true. You know? Yes. And you also got to tell that during our live episode, I believe, which was one of the highlights did. for me. You're right. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to do a live episode, especially because, you know, now we'll probably never be able to do anything live ever again. Because <laughs> we'll never see people again. <laughs> but um, that was just such a joy. That was such a blast, you know, and, and kind of surreal to hear the music playing and have an audience and do it that way. Hopefully someday we will be able to do that again. That was so fun. And it was so... Uh... It was so great just to see people, just to like see. I'm saying this now because we never see humans anymore, but especially yeah. at the time, it was so cool because the the podcasting medium is so virtual and it's so electronic and it's so removed. Um, and just getting to like be in a physical space with people telling funny stories like that and talking with other parents was, was yeah, I agree. That's a huge highlight for me and one that I hope we get to revisit soon. Man, I hope so. We're two struggling extroverts over here. Need some yeah. people. We're going All crazy. Right. Pete from the Midwest, let's hear it. Hey, Winglets, 99 episodes done and one more for 100. This is crazy. Patrick, 
John, part of you guys would have never thought I'd be someone to listen to a parenting podcast. Um, but hey, here I am. Um, like any addiction, I think it comes very slowly, and all of a sudden you realize you can't live without it. A um, couple things. One, um, I think the best thing about the the podcast and what you guys do is just the general love that you have for your children, for your families, and for each other. I mean, we'd all be pretty lucky to have someone to check in with every other week or every week um, and just talk parenting or just about anything. So it's great. Uh, it's it's like we're watching or listening <laughs> to your kids grow up, and they're just such wonderful kids. You're wonderful dads. So proud of you. Hope all your sponsors uh, come through this year um, with <laughs> in light of the uh, pandemic and what you're still doing for them. Sealy mattress, turkeys, Obama, Obama, Oprah, Obama. Some of those people don't even need your help, um, but it's good that they support you. Um, anyways, so what's the other thing? Um, yeah, I had a whole treatment planned. I was going to have sound bites, turkey calls, all that. <laughs> in true just winging it fashion, I uh, just talked to Patrick, and you guys are recording in about 30 seconds. So here we go. Um, another great thing. John, keep preparing. Keep reading those books. Keep talking about joy. Um, the Dalai Lama, all that, and Patrick, you keep shitting on it all and uh, giving up uh, reasons why maybe to question some of that. Um, back and forth between you guys is some of my favorite stuff. Um, I know it's been a little difficult to get any prep done for any episodes now that we're in this global pandemic. Um, but on that light as well, it's been great talking to um, other winglets um, over the inter internets. Um, it was great participating in an episode where we all sort of realize it's okay to feel everything right now. And that's about it. I'm just proud of you guys. 100 episodes. Here we go. Let's do some more. Talk to you later. Wow. wow. That's awesome. That so brings much. me back. So, so Peter from the Midwest came into my life maybe three years ago at this point because he was listening to our Blade Runner podcast. Yep. And he would call in with these just amazing calls while he was driving because he's a lawyer who travels like a, i don't know i don't know how many thousands of miles he needs to travel <laughs> horseback from what yeah. i understand the midwest is a very large place and things are very spread apart and you can so only travel by drives, horse the roads only, only work travel for by horse yeah. right or armadillo i think they do that sometimes too <laughs> um and he would just call me these like wonderful voicemails and that's how we became friends and i'm so glad that he's you know uh stuck around long enough to be a huge winglet now for this almost this entire show i think he's been here since the beginning too yeah um and he's another one of these people who uh you know now that he's in my life i can't really picture it without him he's a real friend and a real part of this community and, and so many of these people are you know so so, uh, so many friendships are deeper because of this thing i think which is pretty amazing it's really touching uh, you know uh, I'm so amazed by some of the people too, like Pete said, um, wouldn't have actually even expected that, that they'd ever be listening to um, a parenting podcast, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, um, this is just about us figuring out life. <laughs> right. And we happen to also be parents and that's a big focus. But uh, I'm so glad that we can help, you know, share some of that with other folks who uh, can relate to it no matter their background. Um, especially Pete in the Midwest as he's on horseback listening to, I assume on um, some kind of... Uh, I think they have like a Victrola, like one of those things with yeah. the horns coming out. He puts it on the horse's butt, I think, and he <laughs> just plays it loudly as he gallops. I think, I think that's how it works. I don't really know. I think that's how it works. But, yeah. you know, he also, 
early on commented on something that resonated with me, which is the love that uh, that we have for each other, you know? And I think honestly, having someone in your life um, that you can talk to in this way, you know, we've had it since the beginning, right? Like I remember an orientation at Oxfam 10 years ago, um, we were just talking about, you know, who knows what. Actually, it was Batman soundtrack was one of the things I still remember. Yes, I remember um, that. Yeah, and, and Tarantino also came up in yes. that conversation. And, yeah. you know, there are people in life that, um, you know, I hope everyone has experienced sort of clicking with and then, um, you know, uh, our friendship develops from there. But I am really, truly thankful that we've been able to keep that friendship alive and and uh, have some of the conversations that we've had and have that kind of rapport that, you know, Pete points out. Um, I'm glad that's working for folks and all my... Uh, investigative work really pays off while you do nothing and just respond to it. I just show up and talk about dumps. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, and we're also lucky because how many friends have the ability to actually listen back to what they talk about? I mean, you know, even just that, it's just great. Yeah. I'm I'm very, I'm very lucky that I found Oxfam, that I found you, that I found the show, that we started this whole thing and that, um, and that it's still going strong and that, you know, we have this amazing journey documented, you know, it's pretty crazy. So I think from what I what I heard from Pete is that I need to get back on the research uh, uh, investigative reporting side of things and actually prepare for the show as opposed to what we've been doing. So I'm gonna I take I heard you, Pete, and I'm gonna do it. Gonna well, Peter it. also he has an insider's view of this because he did prep for an episode with us, uh, and and we're and That's we're right. going to be recording maybe next. He's yeah yeah he'll be on very very you've been, soon. You've been telling him he's, maybe the next episode. one for like you know the last year. I think you've been telling him that because <laughs> what happens is then it's time to record and we're like oh shit we didn't do any work because yeah. like we're all we're a bunch of sandbags like we mentioned earlier right. right yeah um and so then we always kind of run out of time but but we are going to do more structured content and one of them is going to be this awesome idea that that Peter. Uh, pitched to us. And, and I have to say out of this conversation today, there's a number of topics coming up that I really want to revisit. That is true. Like, I think it'd be great to talk about anger as like a, mm-hmm. as a topic <laughs> to talk about, right? Because I think it's something that we all deal oh, with. And I think men deal with it specifically yes. in ways that are useful to talk about. Unhealthy, um, we yeah. also have mm-hmm. other things coming up on uh, binary thinking. Like we want to do an episode on that. There's a whole bunch of things coming out of this set. I think, you know, as we become increasingly used to this ridiculous situation that we're in, um, we, we will hopefully have more bandwidth to uh, to get more than just the sort of check-ins that we've been doing lately. That being said, though, those check-ins have been fun too, so I'm I'm okay with that. It's all it's all good. It's um, all good. And you know, so I I just appreciate everyone and and listening to all of that. Um, and I think you know help. I think the next phase of this is like you know, uh, what am I trying to get at? Basically, an ad to tell you to share it. That's what I'm going to get to. That's the punchline. No, you're, you're dropping an ad after that shit. I'm going to drop an ad. That's how much I appreciate you all. I appreciate you so much that I am asking you now to help us grow this. Help us um, grow over the next hundred episodes, this up, this, and, and, you know, share this with others during the pandemic. We all kind of need people to check in with uh, during the dark days that I imagine are coming. Um, so, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> really sure. sexy pitch there, John. During this not unending nightmare that we have, <laughs> make other people feel better by sharing this fucking show. By with sharing them. what we talk about, because we'll make them feel better. <laughs> I think. I think we might. I think we might. That's you all. know what? I gotta say, as evidenced by the people who called in, I think we do help some people I mean, feel better. They're you know? into us. They dig us. Right. So I think other people would too. Right. So just share it with somebody you love, as as like a care package, you know. Right. Or somebody you hate as just an act of vengeance. <laughs> Um, is that all the messages? That's all the messages, right? That's all the messages we had. 
So as, as we wrap, uh, I figured, because I know our blood sugar is, but did you have lunch before we recorded? I, I, I need to eat some lunch. I can tell you need to eat lunch. I know when you get hungry, John, I can see it happening. You're a loot that spark behind your eye. You're getting dull eyed. You're getting that kind of weird glazed <laughs> you, over thing. I love that. But so am I. And you know why? I had this apple here that I, so, I I've seen it. We're trying not to mute our microphones anymore to avoid zoom screwing or sync up. So That's this whole true. time, you know what? Oh, that was a good bite. I took a bite of that, that was apple. A, that was a podcast apple. That was a pod. That was a podcast album. Okay, now I feel rejuvenated. Um, <laughs> as we close, so that we can get something to eat, um, I thought you know I, we can go through a couple kind of rapid fire moments in the history of the show that have meant something to us for a few minutes. Um, if that's good with you. Do it. Um, and I, so first one I want to say if is, I pass out, you can you know I'll give you host control of the Zoom, so it's all yes. Good. If if so, if you hear like a big uh, like a sound of something <laughs> smacking the ground, followed by a uh, that's John passing out from lack of blood sugar. <laughs> Um, so for me, the first episode of the tangent will always be a really special thing mm. for me too. And this, this has come up a few times so people know what we're talking about, but this was the, the aborted pilot that we did for what became just winging it, which was a show that was a little more, uh, bizarre, a little Difficult less to scripted, to. a little more food, uh, oriented. We, we recorded it literally like on, so that the sounds of us eating were a part of the show, um, using one microphone that was on a desk. We just put the, the microphone room. in the bag of chips that we were eating, you know, I mean, just literally, to really I mean, capture it. The chips, the bags of chips were right next to the microphone, which, you know, as two audio people, both of us are in audio and film stuff. Like we probably should have realized <laughs> that that was going to get picked up quite a bit. It uh, turns out it was, and people were like, nobody's going to listen to this Please because don't it's do nauseating. Yeah, yeah. And also because it sounds like head trauma because we were just <laughs> talking about everything. So just winging it came out of the ashes of that aborted <sighs> pilot, which is still on Podbean somewhere. Um, and we decided, you know, what if we kind of made it a little bit more structured, talk a little bit more specifically from the, uh, you know, this idea of being, you know, young parents and navigating the world with that lens um, and have it be a little bit more topical. And with like the sounds of us eating being at least a little bit less obvious. Um, although I have to say my jalapenos were quite a hit. Oh, that's true. That was a good one. Yes. I thought you were just about to take another jalapeno out. That was my apple. What about you? What's one of yours? I mean, one that I was thinking about is the uh, Oprah episode, as we call it now, um, which never aired. The, the original version of it, this has only happened oh once God, to us. I forgot about that. <laughs> but we had, I had just come back from a conference where, where I heard Oprah speak and the episode just devolved into this like, you know, mud pit fight. Um, it actually wasn't anything like that. It was pretty cordial. But, you know, w w I think we just like, it got to a point where we couldn't go anywhere with it and it just felt weird. Like we didn't, we weren't in sync in a way that felt like a, a whole show. And so we re-recorded it. But basically there was this disagreement about the meaning of life being sort of um, wrapped up in other people, you know, like that, that, um, you know, a, a legacy is every life that you've touched, I think is what it came from. Uh, Maya Angelou had shared that quote and then, um, uh, uh, Oprah had shared it in the conference and we just like couldn't, you know, come to terms over it. Um, but I still, I still hold to it. I'll still fight you over it. I, think, <laughs> I love how it comes up sometimes a little bit yeah, and we yeah, kind of yeah, start yeah. going on it and then we're like, all yeah. right, all right, let's, let's let us we sit. Pull we already wasted back. one hour on that. That's right. The problem That's with that right. episode, it was actually a really interesting episode, I think, but, but the point of the episode was, had, was really not about that quote, but That's what true. happened was that quote came up like 12 minutes into it. And I was like, well, actually like, I think it's a little bit prescriptive of us to say what other people's lives have to yeah, be yeah, determined, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it became this whole like, you know, argument about, philosophy and about like it's the ways we use words and so the whole entire episode was about one sentence basically and it wasn't like exactly uh, a 
it didn't really work. <laughs> no, it's true, but I still love it. And um, more than ever, I'm feeling this way that, you know, uh, however you live your life and however many people you want around or or how you think about other connect- relationships, um, you know, we are hard- hardwired as human beings to need some human connection. And as I said earlier, we sort of stack ourselves up against other people and, and, and measure each other um, in that way, in some ways that are unhealthy. But, you know, at the end of the day, our, our worth is sort of bound up in, in each other. Um, I do believe that. And so um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but other, other than to say it was kind of fun to have to, um, and we actually did get good feedback from listeners at one point about um, appreciating when we don't agree on something. So I just love those moments where we can, you know, come from different places, um, you know, about killing pets or other stuff. And Yeah, most of it's pet it. murder. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I have to say that the testament of a great friendship is one where you can be honest and argue about things and still have love and respect for each other and laugh That's about true. it quite a bit. Yeah. And, and you are somebody who always makes me laugh. Even if we don't see eye to eye on something, I feel like I, I it doesn't, it never feels like serious or I never get angry. I just feel like it was a fun exchange of ideas. And, and I, and I, I really appreciate that a lot about you, John. I really do. I, yeah, same is true. Um, I think that kind of space is special creating that. Another one for me is when our kids came into the studio with us. Mm. So this was uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, we had like a bring your kids to work day, essentially. Um, and John and I, before the world collapsed and we <laughs> weren't allowed to go into public spaces anymore, used to work in an office building together regularly. And, and the office building was our a recording studio. Ago. You know, it feels like, I, I, I even remember like where I sat. Like I kind of remember, but I don't like remember like what's outside of that immediate periphery. Mm. It's been a long time. Um, but we, anyway, so there was a recording studio at work, um, which eventually when we're allowed back in again, um, after next year or whatever it's going to be, we will use still from time to time when I'm back in the office, cause I will be, um, we, uh, we had this bring your kids to work day and the kids of course wanted to see where the show comes from because, uh, especially in the beginning, I feel like the kids were listening more to this, but now that yeah. they're like older and they're getting more <laughs> references and also that we're just like having like little like secrets we're trying not to and shitting on them. Yeah. So, and also mm-hmm. that, yeah, I, I'm trying to like be like, Oh, it's just, I'm just, I'm just talking to my friend, you know, don't worry about it. But there's, but we recorded this at a time when the kids were really, you know, listening to the show quite a bit. And they really wanted to see how it happened. And so we had the show open with Grace and Jude Ugh, talking at our microphones. And that was just one of these moments where I felt so, uh, so like happy to have this experience. And also to see like your kids getting bigger and to realize that, you know, like that we, we're raising these kids uh, so well that like, I feel like our kids are, are really cool, you know, and it, watching it them was. talk to each other and laugh. I was like, we're raising some good kids. So I, I agree. And <clears throat> That was an amazing moment. I'll still go back and listen to that occasionally um, because it was just so much fun, you know, to have them, like we had talked about trying to pull that off and weren't sure if it was going to work. Um, and sure enough, like they just both did the intro. Um, it was so great. And it was so much fun. Hi, I'm Patrick Green. Hi, I'm, I'm John Andela. And we're going to be talking about today... <laughs> I'm just weighing this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love that you had that queued up. It's so good. I just was searching for it as we talked because I don't oh, usually man. listen to what you're saying. I usually am just like, that's true. Usually just doing other stuff. Yeah. That um, was so freaking cute. Even their voices, they're so, don't they sound so much younger? I they mean, sound they were different. But, I know. No, um, Jude sounds very different from that. Now. Oh, man. It's the cutest thing. And oh, then at the end, crazy. if you didn't know, because I did a crappy job recording it, 
Um, so you should go listen because I'm not going to play it now. Episode, uh, I just exited out, so I will never know. It was called Take Your Kids to Work Day. I think it was episode 42 or something. <laughs> it's one but of 100. Who there's knows an Easter egg at the end. If you keep listening after the outro music, right? I should have had it play a little earlier so you actually kept playing because most people just, you know, they stop as soon as they hear the music. But there is more of them talking in their adorable voices and an exchange yeah. that was amazing. Um, so that's cute. a good one, though. That's a highlight, too. So one other I wanted to mention is, you know, we've done a series now of episodes where we brought on dads, different dads that um, are in our lives. And um, a couple that really, I mean, they're all, they've all been so unique and have added so much, and I'd love to do more of them. But, you know, I was thinking about Jeff, who we had on just before he became a new dad, right? And he's someone who yeah. became a dad in his 40s and, like, you know, that he, a lot of thought went into it. And um, and so there's his story right before and then right after. <laughs> and then I think we did a third one with him. Mm-hmm. Um, or did we ever do that? I can't remember. But the point is... We, we talked about it. I don't know if we yeah. actually did it. Yeah, uh, Maybe we didn't. But we, of course, have talked to Jeff, who is just loving being a parent, you know. Yeah, and I was on the phone with him before girl. we started recording. That was the last <laughs> meeting that I was in. That's actually, awesome. Yeah. And, and, and so just thinking about that and... and how real that got, right? With him becoming a new dad and and it being a very difficult time, right? It is for so many of us, those first few weeks, especially. He did come every, on again. For everybody, yeah. Well, he, he definitely did, talked about those few weeks, but I can't remember if he came on a third time. I don't I th- think he did. I think he did. He did, did he not? We should fight about it, yeah. Oh, well, he's a, he's a lot happier than uh, he he's was on that last appearance. <laughs> yeah, so we, should, we should put that out there. Um, but I loved how honest that was. You know, we yes. talk about honesty a lot on this. Yes. And that was one of the most honest things we've had on the show because he was straight up not happy at that he point. He was struggling. You know, he yeah. was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. He was tired. He was feeling like this, like, you know, I thought this was supposed to be beautiful and fun and meaningful. And it's just like exhausting and difficult. And um, and now, of course, you know, we see him all the time, you know, virtually at work and he's loving it. And, you know, and and Itzel's growing into this, you know, little kid and it's just going great but it's very different than what it was when we recorded that with him last year that's right you know? and then joe of course i have to mention joe kettner oh God, a listener and also <laughs> he came episodes. on twice as well right when he was making this decision to become a stay-at-home dad and then he and then we connected with him <laughs> while he was a stay-at-home dad <laughs> And we're gonna be idiots and I laugh again. I still think about that. All we, the time. we, I'm, I don't think I've that ever funniest laughed thing. as hard as I did in that oh. moment. And and seeing you laugh as hard, I mean, we were like crying. I couldn't breathe. I was like trying to because talk. And Joe was for like, those who weren't listening, guys? you know, Joe, oh we were talking in like October, um, oh. and or maybe it was I think it was November, and he was talking. Yeah, it was November. About, it was mid-November. He was talking about taking advantage of the nice weather, you know, the summer and just, just like he being said, a- now, now that the summer's winding down, and I was like, Joe, it snowed yesterday. <laughs> we are in the middle of the winter right now. There are no leaves <laughs> left. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And I was like, have you left the house this whole time? And he was recording it, if you remember, with a handheld phone because he was chasing his kid That's around right. who was shitting during the episode. So during this episode, the phone is dropping. They're screaming <laughs> in the background. He's wiping up poop. Yep. And this and it's funny because Joe is somebody who like has it all together. He is he so polished and thoughtful and like- right. He, he, oh, he never like speaks out of turn. He like knows what he's doing. He's very put together and he's very thoughtful. And to see him just evolve into like, you know, the like the last man on earth kind of a thing was just so funny. But Two also, months into state-owned parenting, he didn't know what season it was. I mean, it was He didn't know what amazing. season it was, but he yeah. was happy. And that I think was, is really wonderful. Is, is that in spite of like, you know, seeing this very different side of him, I also could tell very <laughs> clearly that he was actually really happy. 
And that and was a really the great most thing. prepared dad for this time period because he hadn't left the house. So, you know, it was just another day. In fact, <laughs> do you think he knows what year it is? I wonder if means like, do you he think, has no clue. He's going to go outside one day and he's just going to be like, why is everybody wearing a mask? <laughs> Oh, you know what I love also right now is that as we're saying this, there have been two people connected to this live stream for the last half hour and you I and I both have the window Joe. open. No, yeah. it's just you and me watching ourselves <laughs> talking about this stream. Oh, uh, Joe, if you were listening to this, uh, please, for one thing, leave the, leave the house. You need to get fresh air. But also come back and tell us. I actually would love to hear how it's been for him during this pandemic because he was more prepared than we were. Because we all now know what it feels like to walk outside and be like, what? <laughs> like, That's where true. am That's I, true. right? Because every time I leave the house, I'm like, what the hell's going on? He's been in this for a while. Honestly, oh, we should funny. call him after this and make sure he knows what's happening. Oh my God, we should probably check in on him. Just do a welfare check. Joe, I hope you're okay. Um, um, but we should, yeah. we should wrap because this, this is going to be a long episode. I, I was going like to say the book of joy. filibuster video or something. You know, This it's is, like, this is going on. Yeah, uh, our sponsors are not going to be happy. So the, the book of joy, just briefly, uh, is an episode that has stuck with me a lot and it's something that I think about. So if anybody has not gone back and listened to that, um, be sure you do because I think a lot of real, real truths came out of that. Um, real truths that were not because of us, but because of the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Yeah. But John very thoughtfully put it all together in a way that was, re- it was 300 pages of notes that he took. It was very easy to follow. Um, Longer than the book. Then, uh, I have one more that I will close with. So do you want to throw one in there before that? You should do, I, I think I, I think I, I think I did it. I think I went okay. through the ones that really stood out. You should do it. Close us I'm out. I'm so proud of you. That's really great. I also job. have no, yeah, blood sugar. So go ahead. Yeah, that's true. You're also passing out. So my, my last one is, uh, my other favorite moment is the, the one we haven't recorded yet. Because uh, I'm looking classic. forward to many more of these, these amazing memories that we will look back on in another hundred episodes and laugh about and think about. And um, from our post-apocalyptic shelters under the desert sand, you know, remember a time when we had internet and things and we weren't just shouting through a can that stretched 200 miles from each other. Um, no, I, I feel like part of the joy of this is knowing that it is an ongoing experiment and that the, the adventures that we have as friends and as parents and as people and as partners, you know, with, with our, not with each other, but with our significant others, you know, who knows? Fallback. I mean, fallback, yeah. <laughs> that's a fallback plan. Um, that, to know that like, that this is an ongoing adventure and that all of you who have been listening and writing in being a part of this with us, that like, we're all on this journey together. Um, and that the best things, you know, one thing I'll say in closing, there's a quote from the office that uh, Andy Bernard says, where he says like, you know, uh, it basically, the, the idea is like you never know when it's the good old days until they're they're gone, right? Which is sort of what you were saying before. Right up there with the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. It's the Dalai Lama and <laughs> Andy Bernard. Um, you know, you were saying earlier how it's hard to appreciate the moment sometimes mm. until it's gone, and then you appreciate it via nostalgia, right? Um, but what the show has helped me do, and what I am continually working on as a human being, is appreciating every single day as one of the good old days. Because we never know what happens next. We never know what the next chapter is going to be. And more than ever, we have no clue. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is, has been an ongoing experiment in embracing that and in living with that knowledge in a joyful and intentful way. And, uh, and so I feel fully confident that 
the best memories of all are memories we haven't even made yet that await us down the road. And, and I can't wait to explore those with you. And I hope many of them involve feces. Although it's getting harder, I have to say, our kids are getting older, so there's not as many of those at this point. So at some point, it's going to switch over and it's got to be us talking about shitting ourselves because we're getting old. Oh, man, that's so true. I was thinking we'd have to change the to slogan, it. the whole, you know, 230-something dads, uh, what is it, exploring life and poopy, poopy dives diapers. and the meaning of life, yeah. Yeah, but you're right, it'll actually still work. We're going to be shitting yeah, ourselves will. soon. Yeah, very soon. So very look soon. forward to it, people. I look forward to it on air. Thank you. Thank you for these memories. Thank you all for listening. And uh, look forward to the next hundred, especially after you share them all. <laughs> every single every single one of them. With many people, please. Thank you, guys. This has been right. so much fun. And uh, here's to the next chapter. Here's to some food. And here's to eating.